Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Hawkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. Online at RedRiverToyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. There you Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, also hosts the Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on Twitter at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how goes it? It's good. It's a perfect day in Memphis. Beautiful. It is absolutely this, this beautiful. Is it. Perfect. I would take it every day because this is not too hot to where I get uh, overheated. This is this is no, it's, I, it's 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 really. I mean, I and I think all week is sort of going to be, but I I cannot believe there will be a better day today. Today is absolutely stunning. So this is, glad this to be is, in Memphis. This is the windows down in the car where the breeze is still pretty nice. Whereas, like, we get into the heart of summer and it gets real humid outside. That breeze from outside is unbearable. It's nasty. Yeah, I so I have my the front of my house has a. Uh, the second floor, there's a, there's a balcony and, um, and one of the real wonderful things about this house is when it's perfect weather, I leave the door, my bedroom opens onto the balcony and I leave the door open and the dogs hang out on the balcony with the night breezes and there's no mosquitoes yet. Mosquitoes aren't here yet. And like today, and it won't be, it won't be, I won't need the AC in the evening. It's just going to be absolutely perfect. So, uh, uh, yeah, we don't have bugs yet. That's the other thing. Yeah, that's big. Bugs can get to be damn fierce in this, in this part of the world. And, uh, and, and we're kind of, I think we're low on bugs still. So really it's, it's, it's Nirvana. You know what I, what I took from that entire thing right there is that you have balcony money. You've been in this business so long. You have balcony money. I don't think it's balcony money, honestly. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think uh, it's balcony. I don't think like I'm looking at the house next to mine, and I don't think I don't think my house is any fancier than that house. It just happens to have a second floor balcony. Um, I li- I do like the second floor balcony, but I don't like honestly. Especially I where I mean, you live right, you live close to me. I mean, it's, that's a that's a rarity. That's a selling point. I would rather have a porch. But there's not, this part of how this part of town doesn't have you know front, it doesn't have big porches. It's not a midtown is more a porch thing. I think I'd rather have a nice, lovely porch. But I have no porch. I have a balcony. Well, then I have porch. But I, I have I have a do you? I have a porch. You a porch. I have a porch right there in East Memphis. Yeah. Do you I have, I have a couch. Porch? I have a couch out front. Do I use it very often? No. But I, I I have it. Well, that's the other thing. You can have a porch, and then if you're not a porch neighborhood, 
I do think there are some porch neighborhoods where people sit on a porch and other people walk by and you wave to your neighbor and maybe you offer them a glass of sweet tea. Uh, but um, but it doesn't feel like even if you had a porch that, 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 that there's no people walking on my street. If there's anyone walking, here's the truth. If anyone is walking on my street, I'm going to read about it in a minute in Nextdoor app. <laughs> like, like that, that's the truth. There's not a lot of people walking on my street. But do you have um, Do you have next next door app or do you have a ring? Like that's the that's no 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 the next door app like the like the the neighborhood yeah whatever. The, okay the, the, yeah I don't have a ring no I yeah. don't have a ring yeah no if if someone comes to my house they're gonna have to confront the dogs we'll tear them limb from limb but I don't have any kind of a, will they though aren't they lovers they're lovers they're not friends. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not going to spill the beans. Okay. Is, I have, I have, I have some fighters. I have my, 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 my great Pyrenees can be fighters in that moment. Well, what's funny? They're house is, protectors. Oddly enough, there is a great Pyrenees that gets out in this part of the in this part of the neighborhood, and he just wanders around. Last night, I was taking Gus for a walk, Gus and, and Willow, at about it was ten thirty, quarter of eleven, and and sure enough, this great Pyrenees was out. And the Great Pyrenees comes up to us, and it's it's kind of honestly it's a little irritating because it's just as loose. It's it's um, and it was fine. I actually was looking to try to call the you know that looked at the tag to try to call the people to say the Great Pyrenees was out. Mm-hmm. But then the Great Pyrenees and Gus started fighting, and I oh. feel like what the hell? Yeah, no. Then I had and they, each dog weighed the Great Pyrenees probably weighed one seventy. You, you don't want to get in the middle of that. I'll say that Gus right now. He's one twenty five. No, never put your hand in the Absolutely middle of the dog not. fight. Right. Um, and it was brief, um, but um, Gus has. Uh, when I had just girl Bernie's mountain dogs, I thought they were just purely lovers. Gus will scare the hell out of you. Okay. Like he will, he is a big ass bark, and he will he will scare you. Okay. Now I won't I won't will not divulge whether he'll actually tear you limb from limb, but he and the Great Pyrenees last night were were going at it. So. Um. So speaking of people walking by your house, I do have to bring this up. Apparently, Connor has some uh, has some beef with you. Apparently, he drove past you this this weekend, and he didn't get a wave back. I don't know if I you were, were – was he running, did he Connor? Did was he, he wave? Did he honk? Did I, he, I did. Was I, I did. Was, was he running? What, what was the situation what was I, what was I doing? I think you were with your girlfriend. You were, you were walking the dogs. It was Friday afternoon after the show, and I was driving through. I was on West – my neighbor. I was walking around my neighborhood. You were on Crestwood. It was one of the Crestwoods. It was either east that's or west. Where, that's, that's my neighborhood. But I, I, I slowed down, waved, and – it looked like you kind of recognized me, but couldn't place me. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I didn't. I, I didn't. I, I didn't see any wave. I think the sun was slanting off the off the. The truth of the matter is, I'm just so when when cars pull up and I'm walking the dogs, I walk one on the leash and one off the leash, and I'm so concerned about having the dogs run over and getting them out of the road that I don't really see who's in the car. Now, occasionally people roll down the window and talk to me, and that's fine, but. Mostly at that time, I probably just awkwardly trying to make sure that Willow is not in the road. Because if right. I try to walk her on a leash, she just stops. She just like looks at me and says, "I don't have. I'm not going to walk on this leash." <laughs> she said, "I'm. I'm. What, what do you think I am? Some kind of a dog? Like I'm not going to walk on a leash." And so I have to just let her walk, and she trails behind me. And I'm so obsessed with then making sure she's not going to get run over that I'm. 
I'm not paying much attention to who's in the car. So I, yeah. I, I did not see you. Had I, and I was, had I seen anybody wave at me, I would have waved back, much less you, Connor. Of course you. To be fair to you, it did look like that you were battling a giant dog trying to get her out of the road. Yeah, yes. that's exactly right. That that's was actually one of the main and, reasons and, I slowed down. And, and, and Jeff, I will say that. People slow down. Cause, and then the, the other thing about this stupid dog is when a car coming <laughs> is coming, she invariably heads to the middle of the yeah, road. Of course, yes. Like, of course. They just. It's it's uncanny. They just like oh, I'm walking on the side of the road, but here comes a car. So I think I'm gonna veer towards the middle of the road, and and then I'm always embarrassed, and you know whatever else. So uh, so it's my own fault. But here's the truth: of the matter is, if your dog is not perfectly behaved, whoever you are out there, it's just a reflection of you. It's because <laughs> you didn't. It's you didn't put in the time. You didn't have the discipline. You didn't have the boundaries. You didn't have the firm. Whatever it was. You are well, come on. to blame. I mean, I, I adopted a dog at two. You can't really teach those dogs new things. They're, they're sort of, to be fair. I guess. There's well, some I've adopted heard, and, situations and, and where you can't really change. As and they're we've discussed, stubborn. Pyrenees is, are stubborn. So um, so uh, that's fine. But but I, I do think typically we are, if you put in, a, you know, you put enough time with a dog, you can usually get it to, to behave, yeah. and uh, I could have gotten this dog. The fact that this dog won't walk when she's on a leash is just a reflection of me. Like that's just come on. These are <laughs> compliant dogs. She runs the show, and she'll just stand there looking at me. I'll hold, I'll pick up the leash. She'll just stand there, and I'm, I'm not moving. I put down the leash, and then she'll start walking. Now, last thing on this, I think we may have a shared experience. If if you've ever, I mean, well, it sounds like Willows just does not walk on a leash. Trying to take around two Great Pyrenees pulling at leashes at the same time yeah, and go on a walk is one of the more brutal things I have to do with my life. Well, I used to have three, and three dogs is just insane. <laughs> like three dogs, three you only big have two dogs. arms, you have two dogs. It's really why I really love going to, I said this before, really why I love Shelby Farms Dog yep. Park is because you can walk the dogs. My dogs don't take off. Like, they're not dogs that'll go sprinting off and, hey, they'll never come back again. They, they, and that's not true. They did not. They're too lazy to do that, and they also do like me too much. I feed them and stuff, so they wouldn't do that. So I really like walking them at Shelby Farms Dog Park because I can walk them off leash. Um, I don't have to, you know, wrestle with them. I don't like it's just honestly, it's just spectacular. Yes, it's just a spectacular place. Yep. Now, um, Nuggets get the sweep over the Lakers, but that we're not even talking about them going to the NBA Finals. Uh, LeBron. LeBron. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. where 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 are we at? I mean, Chris Haynes says LeBron James is unsure about uh, if he'll be with uh, the Lakers when the season starts next year. He had a back and forth with ESPN about potentially thinking about walking away. Do you buy any of it? Uh, here's the thing: it's totally uncharitable. Um, uncharitable interpretation is LeBron James is an attention whore. And he just got swept, and he needed to change the topic so people weren't so so the focus wasn't on him getting swept, and he wanted everyone talking about him creating drama, and um and and that's what happened last night. There is part of that that I subscribe to. <laughs> I do think though, yeah. I do think that it is natural and human, and honestly, having reached the sort of stage I've reached in my career, to, it is natural to start thinking. How much longer do I want to do this? How do I want to do this? Like those are things you've, he's done this for 20 years. So when you um, have done it for 20 years, when you're honestly no longer the best version of it, 
that that you you once were. The LeBron is um, when it doesn't. It's hard to quite imagine how they're going to win their next title. And I mean, you were just swept. I, I think in that exhausting moment, I think there is a human instinct to say. Yeah, I don't know how much I want to do this anymore. And we saw this with quarterbacks all the time. Brett Favre used to do this every offseason, right? Yep. Like, I, do do I want to come back? Because when you reach the end of the season and you realize how long it takes to get back to the to where you have just been, you've got to go through all the you know all the training in the offseason, all the getting ready, I, like, and then all the the game the preseason games, and then the games that don't seem to mean much during the regular season, and then the back to backs. And, I think it's natural to wonder out loud, to wonder even out loud, how long you want to do this. So I'm of the view that it wasn't purely calculated manipulation. It was, there, I'll give him some grace, but not entirely. Right. Like I, I, yeah, not entirely. I'm I just can't let him off the hook. It, it, it I think if I had to pick one or the other, either the generous interpretation or the ungenerous interpretation, I think I'd lean more heavily towards the manipulative, ungenerous interpretation of what happened last night. Didn't you? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm there. I, I guess ultimately the question would be: Do you? Do I think he's going to retire? I think no. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, so, like that's that's like, the final. That's my final yeah, take no. on it, right? No. And if but, that is but, the case, then all of this stuff he's doing right now would, well, no, would lean can, to the ungenerous interpretation you're talking about. Well, you could say, I don't think he is going to retire, but I understand some ambivalence right now in this moment before he gets to saying formally, I'm going to come back. Like, I can see, the, I can see the, the reason for some at least ambivalence exhaustion now. But do I think he's going to retire? I would stake a large amount of money. I'd stake my house with a balcony, second floor balcony. The balcony money. On, on the fact that he is not going to. No, come on. He's not going to retire like that. No. Here's the truth. Like, there, there are two kinds of retirements. There's the people who who do the, uh, hey, by the way, that was my last game. I'm done. And you're like, whoa, that was your last game? We didn't know that. Like, God, uh, you, you just slipped off out the back door. And then there's people like Mike Krzyzewski, right, who yeah. want the, you know, who want every stop they go to to get a new gift and be applauded and and all of that. So they announce their retirement in advance. If you're going to ask me which kind of those people I think LeBron is, it's the second. It's guy. the Coach K, yes. And like he wants, he's going to want the victory lap and then of whatever. course he 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 is a farewell tour guy, no doubt in my mind, has to be. And then he also likes, when we put it in the backdrop of the context yeah. clues of potentially having an all-star game in L.A. in 2025 and his son potentially going to, to, to grace the league with his presence after 2024 or in 2024. I mean, if you just read through everything, it doesn't seem like it, he it is makes a hundred, sense. Exactly. He is a 100% a farewell tour guy. Yes. And I don't even mean that. Like, I probably would be. You know, yeah, like, right. I would be a farewell tour guy. Like I, I if I were that, I, I, I'd want to be. If I had had a career like LeBron James play, I would want to be celebrated for it over and over again. 
Um, Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. But you can tell he does. Like, that's just, like, it was really, it was to me, it was interesting covering that Lakers-Grizzly series because it's just clear like, one thing they say about LeBron is he's really good because he's always, you know, he almost always talks to the media. Like, he's really good about it, right? He, mm-hmm. he really is, too. He's a st- whatever. But the dirty little secret there is he likes it. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's partly why he always talks to the media, because he likes it. Even when he snapped, you know, about Dylan Brooks and says, I'm not talking about this BS or whatever else, he likes saying that. Like, he likes being at the center. He likes holding force. He likes... Uh, all of that. And so, um, yeah, it's not, I don't think it's a burden for him. It's what he revels in. He loves, obviously most revels in being great at basketball. And he's like, that first half was ridiculous. That the no, idea that he insane. did that at 38 is absolutely ridiculous. And, um, and, and, and full credit to him. Um, but in terms of the rest of it, he, like, it's okay. He can be a attention whore. Like that's, that's all right. <laughs> that doesn't mean he's not a great basketball player. And, if you're the Nuggets, you know what? You get a parade at the end of this. You don't need today. You don't, you don't need everyone to be talking about you today. You're going to get a finals appearance for the first time ever in that franchise, which is kind of amazing given, how, given the great players that have come through there. And I think at the end of it, you're likely going to have a championship parade. So you'll get your flowers. Now, um, for LeBron, the, the Last Dance documentary that he's going to have, these, these episodes will be gorgeous. Well, they'll be great TV. Fantastic TV. Well, that's the other thing. It, the dude's having a documentary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not a documentary crew coming. You know, like he's just and they like, didn't really. Like, and, and from what I understand, they didn't quite. They didn't really start recording anything until the beginning of this year. I mean, that's when the yeah. the discussion was really coming around about his the docu series that will be coming out after his career. So, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know precisely when they started, but yes, it's um, right. That, that, that again, that's another clue. Yep. If a guy has arranged for a documentary crew to follow him 24 hours a day, he's probably not just going to slip off the stage. <laughs> you know? It is, it is um, kind of funny, though, like how immortal he really is when we talk about like the NBA. Like if, if his name was not LeBron James, everyone would believe that this is a real conversation. But since his name is LeBron James, there's just no thought of him actually stepping away, I think, for most people. Well, it's also true, like, I mean, when Carmelo stepped away, 
it's because no one wanted him on their team anymore. Right. You know, like, like with all the, like he wasn't, he wasn't great at basketball anymore. LeBron just, LeBron, you know, just scored 31 points and a half. He just averaged 28 points a game um, <laughs> at age 38. It's, he's, he is diminished in the sense that he's not, um, you know, the LeBron that he was at 28, but he's still a absolutely tremendous basketball player. So it's not one of these, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, like is, is an, I'm thinking of recent ones who've, who've like by the time they were done, everyone knew they were done. Their body told us they were done before they told us they were done. Um, and LeBron's not there. That's the other reason, apart from ego and, and all of that stuff. The other reason that he's not going to stop playing seems to me is is because he's really good. Yeah, that usually helps. Usually helps. Talking with Jeff Calkins at Jeff Calkins underscore Calkins on Twitter. Jeff Calkins Show and the Daily Memphian. Um, there's been a lot made about the NIL situation at the University of Memphis and the Memphis Rebounders thing today, yeah. where it's thousand dollar donation and you get a, a day at Penny's house June 10th. Um, this is definitely three a warning. Hours. This is not de- a day. It's th- it's three hours. Three of hours. Refreshment. Well, okay. All right. All right. Three to six and light refreshment. Okay, but um, that's a day. That's a day. You can make a day out of that. I would, I, you know, for $1,000, I want heavy hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> um, but uh, this, this does sort of send a little bit of a warning sign that the NIL discussions that have been had are, are probably pretty real. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt that, that the NIL, and honestly, they're, they're honest about it. Like, you talk to Laird Beach about the NIL stuff, and he'll say we're not where we want to be. Um, and he'll also say that whenever anyone talks to him about giving money now, um, he used to say, oh, you want to give money? Hey, we, we need this facility or we need, you know, whatever else got. And now he says, well, give it to the NIL. Like, we need it for the NIL. So I don't think there's any doubt that it's uh, that the, that the uh, stresses are real in terms of, of trying to raise money and be competitive um, and, and, and get the players that you need to get. I do think what's interesting about it is, is like we used to go to Cal's house all the time. Like Cal just yep. opened up his house. That's what he did. Even me, and he hated me. Um, and like he wouldn't say, everyone can come over, but Calkins. Um, he wouldn't say my name anyway. So, so but that guy. Um, um, but he would just always have people at his house. The, the, the uh, selection Sunday things were at his house. There were preseason things at his house. Penny does not do that. Right. Penny um, has been pretty private in that regard. And so for Penny to open up his house um, to invite people who are willing to kick in $1,000 uh, to the cause to his house, I think suggests how serious they are taking it. And it's and obviously it's creative. And they're, I mean, I applaud them for doing what they have, whatever they can do. Now, you know, how much money, how many people will do that? 30 people pay $1,000? You can... You know what does that buy? <laughs> what does that buy you? You know, yeah. I don't know what kind of player that buys you. Probably not. Probably not that great a player. It's it's interesting. Like the return on investment conversation is so tough, though, right? Because I think that's sort of the the crux of of where this conversation goes. And it's like I, I guess what 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 would make those people that are donating feel as if they're getting the return that they desire, right? Like, is it NCAA tournament appearance? Is it a Sweet Sixteen? Is it is it winning the whole thing? Is it a Final Four appearance, like where where is that line drawn? I guess it would be different for everybody else, but that's a that's a that's a complicated that's a complicated sort of conversation. Yeah, I think there's 
different things to it. First of all, what's interesting is that that same return on investment question was also true when Keith Lee was getting, you know, thousands of dollars in a shoebox. Like, in yeah. the end, the idea of buying players is completely new. Like, right. boosters have always uh, said, it's worth it to me to contribute this money because I want my team to be good. I think there's several things are key, though. One of the problems is is that it's, it's the NIL combined with the portal being open every single year. And so if you bought a Keith Lee, uh, you know, whatever, like once upon a time, if you paid under the table so Keith Lee would come to your university or whomever, you would think that player would be there for four years, yep. right, or right. three years. The idea is is that now you pay and then – at the end of the year, you have to pay again, and then you have to pay again, or they're going to go in the – like, it doesn't feel like from that perspective, like you get great return on your investment. Um, and so that's, that's one of the challenges. I think the other thing, honestly, and is, is that I do think that one of the things that is helpful to get is appreciation um, from the head coach and a connection to the head coach, yeah. right? And – I think it's good that Penny is doing this, having people to his house, because my understanding is, although lots of boosters love Penny, they don't feel that connected to Penny, mm-hmm. you know, and like they want to know that their money is appreciated is something I have literally heard before. And yeah. so that's sort of an interesting, that's part of the payoff. But then beyond that, it's just a matter of um, because they can churn every year, I think there's a sense of exhaustion on the part of the boosters that you go to. Some places, you hear about the NIL stuff, and it seems to have unleashed a, you know what, this makes us able to compete, like at Texas A&M. But some places, like at Memphis, I get the sense that there is sort of a exhaustion on the part of some alums. That it's like, yep. really? Like, I used to be able to you know, pay one big sum and a player would stick around for four years or pay one big sum and I'd get um, my name on a building or my name on an office in a building. Now I pay one big sum, that player comes in, they may or may not play, they may or may not be that great, and at the end of the year, they may leave. I may, I may be paying for six months of this, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that I think that wears people down. Yeah. I, I can absolutely see that. I can absolutely see that. We'll see how this works, though. Um, hopefully it creates that, that connection because they, my God, th- this roster, they need to do something about this roster. I just don't I, I don't, I don't know what's out there at this moment. I guess they'll reach out to Caleb Love. I guess we'll see what Ron Holland's doing. He was on, uh, he was on Instagram Live with Ashton Hardaway. They both went to Duncanville, but <laughs> got to find some guys before this uh, offseason's over. But, Jeff, always appreciate it, man. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks, kid. That's Jeff Calkins, columnist of the Daily Miffy and host of the Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on Twitter at Jeff underscore Calkins. Now, let me tell you about a two-story storefront that I'm absolutely in love with. That would be Oxbow. It's the family-owned and operated retail store that has been making waves in East Memphis for over a decade. It is off Poplar on June Road behind the Amico Station. They usually have the crawfish truck out there when it's crawfish season, so you can get some crawfish. You can do some shopping. They try to take care of the whole thing when you go in. It's so inviting. You'll feel at home. Earl, the dog, is in there. Give him a couple pats on the head. I did, Connor made fun of me because I do have to explain that Earl is a dog and not a human being. So when I say pat on the head, pat the dog on the head. Pat Earl, the dog, 
on the head. But they have everything you need. Memphis themed gifts and tees, vintage vinyl for music lovers, uh, sports memorabilia for the diehard fans, hunting and outdoor gear for the adventurous souls. Uh, they have Memphis Tigers, SEC favorites, Arkansas, Tennessee, um, Alabama. They will handle you um, and give you everything you need there at Oxbow, and they have some top summer brands. I love Gentile Apparel, Free Fly, Fair Harbor, Duckhead, Mizzen, and Maine. And one thing that I'll give you the opportunity to do because I'm such – I try to be nice. I try to give back. Go to shopoxbow.com. And when you go to shopoxbow.com, use my promo code, the Gabe Show, The G-A-B-E Show, all one word, the Gabe Show, and you can get 20% off your order on their online store. But if you don't want to use the online store, just go in, tell them Gabe sent you. It's right off Poplar on June Road behind the Amico Station. I know that I, I love being there, and you'll love it as well. So whether you're searching for that perfect outfit, unique gifts, vintage vinyl, sports memorabilia, hunting outdoor essentials, they have it at Oxbow. Shop local. Shop Oxbow. Now we have some Memphis basketball to talk about. Uh, we'll tell you what the rebounders are planning on doing. Uh, the Memphis rebounders. Um, we'll talk about uh, KO. KO. NBA prospects? I mean, I guess put a question mark after that. Um, and then also, we'll have some recruiting news mixed in there as well when we return. 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back in on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Before we hop into the Memphis Rebounders, K.O. K.O. Derichi Akabundu Ehioku. We know he was reserved big for the Tigers if you didn't, if you didn't uh, put that together. Um, yesterday, Parth Yai, good friend of the show, ha- uh, put out a tweet, um, from K- or a tweet of an Instagram post from K.O. Apparently he had a workout with the Celtics yesterday and also had workouts with the Bucks and Mavs in recent weeks. This surprises me, I have to say. I, I, I can see a guy like that with the athleticism, 6'10", um, the ability to leap, the ability to block shots, maybe be a, a potential overseas guy. But I, I've always got confused by the, the, the obsession, the discussion around him. He didn't show us a whole lot in his one year here, and he didn't show a whole lot at UT Arlington, his previous stop. And I, I, I usually try to reserve... Uh, in a lot of these cases, uh, guys, you know, potential to develop with the skills and the ability, natural physical ability he has. And, and KO has a lot of that. But he was in college for five years. There, there comes a point where the developmental process can only get you so much, and I just don't know how that's going to work out. And I, I know a lot of people called for him this past season to get more minutes with sort of the front court and the rotation not being all that uh, anything to, to write home about. There just wasn't a whole lot of bodies. Um, and Malcolm Dandridge had his, his issues with uh, injury throughout the year. But this, this is surprising to me. Obviously, I hope, I hope it works out for him. I hope he can find a spot. But I, I didn't see much when he was on campus here to make me think he should be getting a whole lot of uh, looks at the next level, especially NBA G League route. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think this is one of those instances where he has all of the physical tools, you know, and he, and when you look at him on a piece of paper, you're like, hey, man, this guy might have a shot here. But then ultimately, 
you've got to show up and you've got to perform when you need to. And I unfortunately don't think he has done that enough to be really considered for the NBA right now. You know, maybe he impresses and can get a G League shot, but ultimately I feel like overseas is probably it, this it guy's seems next the step. route. It Which seems there's the nothing route. wrong there's with nothing that. Wrong with and there's that. nothing no. wrong with that. But like when it comes to, to what I saw on campus and his ability to fit in in a in a front court that needed guys to fit in, that needed a natural five, he couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. The rebounding wasn't there. Screen setting wasn't there. Lost in the offensive end. Offensive ability was nothing to write home about. I, I just, I, I didn't quite see it. But moving on, Memphis rebounders have uh, hatched a plan. There's been a lot of discussion about NIL and things that have uh, gone wrong that the, the University of Memphis really needs to, to sort of crack down and find better ways to get guys on campus. We, we see the roster for next year for Penny Hardaway, and they lost out on Jaden Bradley. They think that was a money situation with Arizona being able to cough up more. Memphis rebounders have hatched a plan, and it has to do with the rebounders um, starting a, a fundraising page, a fundraiser, to get people out to Penny Hardaway's house June 10th from 3 to 6 p.m., hors d'oeuvres, drinks, the whole nine yards. $1,000 is the minimum donation requested to secure your spot on that day again June 10th from 3 to 6 um, and then 2500 grants you and a guest access to uh, all the excuse, exclusive event, events I should say for the 23-24 season uh, including that fundraiser at, at Penny's home um, this is clearly a massive attempt a big attempt to try to get people involved and get more money to be able to recruit this offseason they've lost out on a lot of guys already they've, they they they're running out of time they're running out of uh, opportunity, so you have to get that money in. The one thing I'd say, if the minimum expectation is $1,000 and you have a certain amount of people that, that donate, let's say 50 to 100, what does that really get you on the open market? What does that really get you? I think half a million dollars in some of these situations per year gets you the five-star, the, the guy who's already um, uh, proven, the experienced player who has production under his belt. But other than that, $100,000, you know, $150,000, $200,000. What does that get you on campus? I still think in the end of the day, Penny Hardaway can create relationships. There's a lot of things he can do that other coaches can't because of who he is, because of the, the size of, of his personality and, and who he is as a, a basketball figure, his ties to the NBA, all of that. But at the same time, money needs to be coughed up, and I, 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 I you know, appreciate the effort from the Memphis rebounders, but this is, uh, it's a very clear indication of where Memphis is at in the NIL game. And it tells you that they're not even close to where they want to be because Penny Hardaway, like we just talked to Jeff about has not been a guy that has been very open to having people at his house necessarily. Yeah. He creates relationships with, uh, with, with certain guys behind the scenes, but they may not necessarily feel as close as they should be to him. Um, but this is an effort to bring them in the doors, create those relationships, and try to boost up the NIL. And I, I wonder if it'll work. I'm very curious. Yeah, I appreciate the effort to kind of think outside the box here. You know, try something new, see if you can get some money. To me, though, this signals that Memphis has really seen that NIL has completely changed the college basketball landscape. Because, you know, you hear recruits all the time and their parents say, yeah, when Penny Hardaway calls, we're going to pick up that phone because it's Penny Hardaway. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to sign that piece of paper at the end of the day. And I think NIL is by far the most important thing happening in recruiting now. So you have to bring the money. You have to. There's a sense of, to me, 
when I saw this today. Uh, John Martin posted it. Uh, our colleague, Jason and John, 11-2. Got to give them their plug. But uh, I, I saw when he posted this. I, there's a certain level of desperation to it, right? There, I mean, in any of these situations, if you don't feel like where you're, you're where you're supposed to be, you, you can resort to a little more desperate of me- desperate measures, and, and that's okay. But that's what it signaled to me. And I, I, I think that's a, a concerning thing when you consider next year in particular. I mean, in the future, you may have more time, and you may be creating relationships with the 2024 recruits. I mean, Curtis Givens, again, uh, I mentioned off the top of the show, but he's narrowed his um, situation. Four-star point guard for 2024 narrowed it down to seven schools. Memphis is part of that. That's a guy that they're in on. Um, but uh, this year, going into 2023, I think there's some massive concerns about them being able to get anybody the rest of the cycle. I know he has captured late in August, for God's sakes. I mean, in August, he was able to get uh, Jalen Duran and Amani Bates to reclassify, but relying on something like that just doesn't seem like a, a smart uh, situation at this moment. And to get a guy like Caleb Love just decommitted from Michigan, to get a guy like Caleb Love, that's, that's real money for one year. That's a guy that's going to be looking for a lot of money. That's a six-figure salary he's making for a year in a lot of ways. So the NIL situation, um, it has to improve. The, the rebounders clearly are making their, their effort to do that, but there's, there's definitely a sense of desperation there that I think people need to pay attention to. Now, small talk. Small talk at the end of the second hour. Every single day on the Gabe Coon Show. That's next, right here on 92.9 FM, ESPN. 92.9 FM, ESPN, Memphis' sports station. Sports station. 92.9 ESPN from Odyssey. Get ready to command the road in a new ride from Gossip Kia on the Pike. Go the road less traveled in 2023 Kia Seltos LX. $263 a month, $29.99 to its signing. 2023 Kia Sportage LX, $288 a month, $34.99 to its signing. And 2023 World Performance Car, 2023 Kia EV6 Wind, EPA estimated range 310 miles, $499 a month, $49.99 do it signing all 36 month leases, plus Kia's 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. That's Gossett Kia, 1900 Covington Pike, or shop 24-7 at KiaCovingtonPike.com. Ask for Bobby J, he'll put you in a new Kia today. If you want it, we got it and got it more. The acquisition fee, 30,000 miles, 20 cents excess mileage. Seltos P745-8378, MSRP 23996. Sportage P7173-696, MSRP 270797, EV6 P5105073, MSRP 49965. Includes all rebates and incentives. Must find its new Hyundai. Excludes tax on license with approved credit. See dealer for complete details. Offer valid through 531.23. Dealer stock only. Warranties limited. Powertrain warranty. See Kia.com or retailer for details. Bring that big bet energy this summer with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the most trusted name in sports betting. And right now, use my promo code Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N, to score up to $250 with your first bet bonus. Win or lose. They will match your first bet up to $250 with promo code MARTIN. Simply visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions or download the Superbook Tennessee app in the App Store. Enter the promo code MARTIN and you'll get $250 courtesy of Superbook Sports. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Memphis Store. Conquer whatever summertime activities you want to take part in, all while wearing the perfect shoes. Our fit specialists take precise measurements of your feet and analyze how you walk and run so that your shoes fit perfectly. And we haven't forgotten about the kids either. We'll get them equipped for summer camp or whatever adventures they take on. Stop by the New Balance Memphis store today. 
New Balance Memphis. Experience the difference a custom fit makes today. At Genesis Memphis Covington Pike, it's time to define luxury in a new way. At every turn, you'll find audacious design, state-of-the-art technology, and exceptional hospitality. We are dedicated to crafting the world's best vehicles, matched by an extraordinary sales-to-service experience for our owners. Prepare to be noticed in the 2023 Genesis G70. This sporty sedan is a four to be seen. We'd love you to explore the 2023 Genesis GV70 with a class-leading 300-horsepower engine or the available 375-horsepower twin-turbo V6 for terrains from concrete jungles to mountain roads. It's a new beginning for a new generation. Genesis Memphis Covington Pike, 1870 Covington Pike, or visit us online at memphisgenesis.com. Estimated horsepower based on premium fuel ratings. Use of regular fuel will result in reduced horsepower. See dealer for complete details. Dealer stock only. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2900. 800-330-2900. That's 800-330-2900. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Evidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Dazzling decal on Daisy's Donuts window. Bold banner at Barry's Barbershop. Prominent poster at Penny's on Park Place. This is your sign, well, signs, to try Staples and see the difference. Get $15 off signs, banners, and posters when you spend $75 or more. From Staples, and I couldn't miss it. N617. Visit staplesconnect.com slash printfig for details. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now. It's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. And Small Talk is presented by the Memphis Touchdown Club. I hope everyone who made it out to either all four, two of the four, three of the four, one of the four uh, of the speaker series enjoyed themselves. Uh, We had our last event last night, but um, if you want to go join 
uh, inquire about the Memphis Touchdown Club, go to memphistdclub.com. Now, today is a big day. I brought it up off the top of the show. But HBO Max becomes Max. Becomes Max. And we have one more, we have one more week worth of good shows in Barry and Succession. Then we're moving on to The Idol. Is that, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> and, I, and Connor told me this at the break, and I am just amazed that this is a thing. The Idol's 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's right 9%. Dude. <laughs> Nine. Nine. So it, they premiered it at the Cane uh, the Con this is not. Fest. This is not a good switchover. No, this is they, not a good transition here. They premiered here. it at the film festival ha- ha- happening right now, and I don't know why, but it got a five-minute standing ovation. And let me tell you this. If you get a five-minute standing ovation at this film festival, they hated it. <laughs> they hated it. They loathed it, dude. They hated it. It got a 9%. People were calling it trash. It's supposed to take place in the same universe as Euphoria. Same guy made it, Sam Levinson. And, you know, man, I'm good. Pass. It just you, feels. Where are you at on Euphoria, by the way? It's okay. Zendaya is I, the redeeming I, quality of the entire show. I am show. extremely uncomfortable watching that Yes, because it's high school. It's Make them college kids. It's that easy. Sexually explicit and it's supposed to be high school kids is just not. Yeah, I don't care that the I'm actors sorry, are brother, of age. It's just weird. It's, it's very, odd. It's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. But, but Zendaya's great in that. In that she's show. amazing. She she's and I think the acting. That's in Euphoria, not I think the acting in Euphoria is tremendous. Yes. I just think the show, you know, not for me. But this show, The Idol, it's supposed to be the weekend. Lily Depp Rose, who's Johnny Depp's daughter, it is supposed to be trash. And some of the scenes that people were talking about that's happening, I can't even say them on air because they're so <laughs> gross. And demeaning towards women, and it's like, what are we doing here, man? Nine um, percent. I didn't even know that was possible. So this is what's happening with with Max now. I guess the redeeming quality is House Hunters International and Chopped, right? Is that <laughs> just, what we're doing? Just rewatch Succession yes, or, and yeah. Sopranos and The Wire. Just rewatch those. <laughs> God. All right. Well, I, are we even going to give The Idol a shot? Probably. I. It might Maybe be so bad. Nine percent. I might have to like just see how bad it is and then turn it off after a while, but. Man, what a disastrous launch. of Because, one, you have to re-download the app. Two, the name is stupid. Why would you get rid of HBO and change it to Max? Just call it. Just continue calling it HBO. Like call it HBO. Because HBO's programming is the redeeming quality of the entire app It is. App, it app absolutely is. It's, this thing has been not a great launch for them at all. And there's a hilarious vi- video of Sam Levinson like crying during the standing ovation without realizing that people were let, like, hated it. It's an insult. <laughs> it was only five minutes. So, hey. Best of luck. Yes. Pay your writers, you idiots. I guess now um, from one streamer to another streamer, Paramount Plus, and this is just this is going to hit me in the heartstrings, and I'm just so torn. I'm so damn torn about it. <laughs> I, and, and, Connor, you'll get what I'm saying. Paramount Plus is dropping Good Burger, too. Keenan and Kel as Ed and Dexter, yet again, a millennial favorite. It was a Nickelodeon. It went in a Nickelodeon yeah. drop yep, yep. is what it was back in the day, and it was phenomenal at the time. It's just, it, it, it was great. Ed's secret saw We know the whole thing. Cinema. But, um, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. They got me. How? How? They got me, dude. I mean, I, I just saw, I, I saw a, a promo today of Kel wearing his same Ed outfit, and he looks old. Yeah, of course like, he, he does. He looks too old. Yeah. Like, it just, it's not, I don't know, it's not the same. At least, at least These guys were in the their de-aging. early 20s the first time around. They, they're, they're, they're almost in their 40s. They're, pro- they are in their 40s, aren't they? Probably. Yeah. I don't know yeah. their age right now. But they're guess. in their 40s, and they're going to be doing the same type of thing, and they have Ed in the same exact outfit. I, now, I will say, it's strictly made for... <laughs> Millennial viewers, they're they're counting on one boom, yeah. for one weekend, and then they're done. But I I don't know, I warning don't know if sign. I can get my. There is a warning sign here. 
What? Phil Trail, the director. Oh, God. Made one of the worst movies I've ever seen what, called All what About it, Steve. Was it All About Steve? It's dog S. It's All About S because it's terrible. <laughs> who, who are the It's Sandra Bullock and Bradley Cooper. It, was, it, sh- it should have worked, and it's terrible. It's I, terrible. I am not familiar with it, so you're saying no. You're no lucky. All About Steve is an absolute no. But I'll be watching Good Burger, too. <laughs> I may get I may get enticed into it. I, you know, we're going to have to do a review of it. You know it. Oh God, it's like Sandlot too, though. Like it's like such a it's a classic. It's like a classic (laughs) for my damn generation. You don't need to. We talked about this last week about a remake of uh, uh, a white man can't jump. You don't need to have a sequel to to that. You don't need to. It was so silly anyway. The original Goodberg. You don't need to have. You don't need to add to. You don't need to have the same guys that were twenty at the time be forty and be just as ridiculous. Uh, whatever. But you know what? They may entice me. Talking a lot of trash right now. It'll Still be may watch the idol. It. <laughs> Maybe. I guess there's possibility for that. Now we have to go ahead and get to the final hour of the show. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk some Tigers. We'll talk the NIL situation, the whole nine yards with Christian Fowler in his normal time slot on a Tuesday on the Gabe Coon Show, ninety-two nine FM, ESPN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.